This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Do you drive in downtown Toronto? Well, it's about to get harder. But if you take transit, especially the King Street car, things may get better. That line moves 65,000 people a day. It's the busiest line. But things get so congested that a lot of people find it quicker to just walk or grab a cab. So tonight, the pilot project for King Street, the King Street Corridor, will be officially unveiled in a nutshell. Between Bathurst and Jarvis, there will be no street parking, no left turns, and no bike lanes. Cars will be allowed, but they will be forced to turn right after every block. The idea being that this access is in order to be able to get into garages that front onto King Street. So, is this smart planning? Or is it a war on the car? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we have Councillor Gord Perks, Ward 14, Parkdale High Park, and Councillor Shelley Carroll from Ward 33, Dawn Valley East. Councillors, welcome. Hi. Hello. Hi. So, um... Let's start with Gord Perks. So the idea is that this is going to make things a lot smoother. Uh, There are a couple of things that I saw that I didn't quite get. Uh, It said that the streetcars are now going to stop in a different spot on the streets. Is that right? Yes. So what the TTC has decided uh, to do is to move to what we call far side stops. So you go all the way through the intersection and then stop there. It allows for uh, safer boarding and alighting from the streetcar and gets them out of the way of that uh, right hand turning motion that you talked about for cars. Okay. So I'm just so say you're talking about to do this. I hate to do this. You said something off the top of the show. I've got a challenge. Yes, this uh, will impact automobiles, but I actually think it will help people who are driving in the downtown. Okay, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that, but let's okay, let's let's enough. just clarify. You're here to challenge me and whoever else. <laughs> uh, um, let's just clarify. So, say if uh, King and Bathurst now there is a, a you know there would be a, a bus stop right at the corner, so they will cross the intersection and uh, kind of park at the end of the next block. Am I correct? Yeah. And you, if, if you think about it, that's what we do on Spadina right now. You, you see the streetcar park at the far side of the intersection to let people in and out rather okay. than before the intersection. So that's what we'll be doing on King. 
Okay. Okay. The other thing to clarify, Libby, is there actually is a little bit of uh, uh, street parking available here. Oh, what, there what is. The, okay. Uh, what the planners found out was that that predominantly the car driving on King Street now, because it is a busy street and and difficult to drive on, is, is uh, generally speaking short trips of a block or two, and it's mostly uh, uh, dropping off, dropping off patrons of restaurants and theater, dropping people off the front door of office buildings. And then most of the uh, parking uh, nearby are, are, are accessed on side streets. And so there's a small amount of uh, 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 street parking here and there for, for precisely that. So for Okay, so where is that going to be? On King, there's not a lot of change. Well, one of the bones that I have to pick with the drawings that are circulating out there Oh, now I could, sorry, I've, I've got to say, I looked at some of those drawings. Forget it. So that's yeah. why I'm asking these questions. because uh, those drawings are really drawn to scale of a real long King Street city block. And so it doesn't look like there's room for all of the things that, that, uh, that the pilot proposal is promising. Uh, and so one of the things that I'm going to be asking for uh, uh, in, in terms of communicating with my own residents is take out a Google aerial view and really show us a block because people are having trouble understanding that the number of things that are proposed are possible, but they, but indeed they are. And it all uh, uh, came from a lot of data gathering and a lot of economic development screening before, before arriving at this solution. Okay, uh, can I, you clarify? That, Libby, I can, I can help you a little bit. The, okay, where is this street? Part of what makes it hard to understand yep. is that each block on King Street functions a little bit differently. Some of them will have loading zones. Some of them will have taxi stands. Uh, there are some where it's restaurant row, and you can imagine during the summer in that uh, curb lane, they could, as we've done in some pilots on John Street, uh, set up tables and chairs. So each block is going to function according to what it needs. Um, okay, can you clarify where this limited street parking is going to be? On the blocks, on some of the blocks. Uh, like which ones? I, I, I don't have all that in front of me. And part of why we're doing this as a pilot uh, starting this fall is to, we're going to make our best guess after having a lot of consultation about what you need on each block. But we're going to, because it's uh, easy to put in and easy to modify, we're going to tinker with it as we learn. Okay, and it's starting in October, and it will go for a year, right? Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I would imagine that everything uh, changes with the seasons. Yes. Exactly, yes. Uh, so right now, what what is it going to alleviate? Um, well, the most important thing that it fixes is it allows the King Streetcar, which is the busiest surface transit route in North America, to uh, travel through smoothly. Right now we have a huge problem where uh, the streetcars bunch up, so you'll have five of them in a row and then a gap of 10 minutes. By controlling how King Street is used in, in the densest part of its trip, we're able to make sure that we keep the, the streetcars evenly spaced so that people don't wait as long, so that it's a, it's a better ride, and, and frankly, we'll, that way we'll increase the capacity and move more total people through the intersection than we do right now. Okay, uh, the, the question that I have in terms of the way uh, traffic will flow won't they be held up if they say are at King and Bathurst? They stop for a red light and then they cross the intersection and they stop at the stop. 
the, there's been some conversation about how that'll work. Uh, we have experience with this on uh, Spadina, and it actually seemed to have improved the flow. Uh, one of the things to remember is you want to make sure that uh, you're creating queuing space for cars that are turning right. So there are a whole lot of different things going on at the intersection. The TTC feel that this is the safest thing to do, and it gets people on and off the vehicles most quickly. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess uh, at the end of the day, we just have to uh, see how it works out. The other thing that I didn't quite get, uh, our studios are here in Liberty Village, as you know. Uh, This is a very congested part of town because uh, there's really only one through street to get in and out. So one of the things I read about this is that it's going to uh, make things less congested here And we are, of course, west of that area. So how would it do that? Well, there are a couple of reasons. First of all, um, because people are not uh, are going to be aware, oh, I can't take King Street all the way through the downtown. uh, Those people who are driving will make other choices. They'll go on Queen or, or whatever else it is they want to do. So that will reduce some of the automobile trips that are going along King generally. We're actually expecting to see uh, fewer people getting on to King right where it begins at the intersection with Queensway and Roncesvalles and Queen Street. Um, The second thing is that because the streetcars are going to be able to travel more smoothly through um, the the, the center core, they're not going to be arriving in Liberty Village all bunched up. So that will also improve traffic conditions through Liberty Village. Okay, I had to ask for, uh, you know, our oh, own no. Believe people me, here. Like, these are important questions. I'm glad you're asking them. And then on, is, do you think it will, or, and you hope it will function the, the same way on the other end of the city? Yes. Well, if you if you're looking at the other end of the city, uh, uh, Libby, uh, my folks, I I'm a, a suburban councillor. My my folks are predominantly the people wanting to drive downtown. Right. Uh, uh, I wish they were were uh, uh, more representative of transit riders, but they're actually more representative of car drivers. But when I when I look around my ward, the people driving on actual King Street are by and large the people who live in my ward who drive cabs, drive limos. That's that's who's who's trying to use King Street. The most for those of us in our personal cars, Adelaide and Wellington have long been our go-tos because we we're, none of us is having any fun driving on King Street for exactly the reasons that Councillor Perks has described. And so uh, for us, uh, I, I think it's worth living through this pilot to see if, in fact, it does improve drop-off and pick-up for, for uh, uh, livery drivers like taxis and limos. It's, it's worth finding out if we can do this without too badly impacting Adelaide and Wellington. Uh, certainly right now, they're, they're, they're by far the preferred uh, uh, right. route to King and, Street. And there's, so it shouldn't be a huge amount of change. You know, there, there's a huge amount of construction. Uh, and... Uh, I just don't know, you know, this ha- adding this in on top of it. Well, one of the things that that has changed uh, uh, over the last couple of years, certainly in this term of office, is is starting to really control the length of time that you can take a lane lane out for construction in the more uh, eastern section where where this is going to be taking effect. We are already getting to the point where where that stretch of Adelaide that was frustrated by uh, uh, lanes taken out for development is largely completed right right beyond Jarvis and all the way to to getting on the 
the DVP. I was just on it last night um, on that stretch and thinking, gee, at long last. Uh, uh, even east of Jarvis is a little bit smoother because there aren't as many lane closures. And we are, in fact, uh, uh, going forward trying to reduce those as much as possible. And so now is a better time than, than perhaps a few years ago when this King Street problem really began with the, the filling out of Liberty Street. Well, well, if I can just add to what Councillor Carroll was saying, the, the people planning the pilot did think this question through that you're raising. They've done such a good job in, in looking at all the different factors. And we've actually rejigged some of the construction schedules downtown to bring them forward so we can get the work done before the pilot happens so that the alternate routes are, are moving much more clearly. Okay, so we look forward to lots of construction in the summer. Before we get to the phones, I just want to ask you, starting with you, Shelley, uh, what have you heard from your constituents on this? Are they skeptical since they are drivers? Are they happy about it? What's the reaction so far? Well, you know, for the most part, they they, they reflect uh, uh, the first part of this interview. You had a lot of questions, and we are, for the most part, getting questions. So I'm communicating out to my residents uh, tonight uh, to answer some questions, to provide them with materials. But also, uh, I'm starting the, the message I'm sending out with questions. I want you to ask yourself, as a person who lives north of the 401, when was the last time you drove on King Street? Uh, was it once a week, a month? a year and when you did how long was your journey between uh, Jarvis and, uh, and and Bathurst uh, and were you in your own car or were you in a taxi cab ask yourself those questions write those answers down on a piece of paper and now read the proposal with that perspective because I think what they're going to find is gee I hate driving on King Street I haven't been on it in two years mm. or more I don't always <laughs> find it that bad depending on 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 when and uh councillor perks what have your constituents been saying well uh mostly my constituents have been yelling at me about why we haven't done it yet oh okay <laughs> we have to remember that uh the the heart of uh, ward 14 is roncesvalle and roncesvalle is where the king streetcar uh starts and, and finishes its journey uh, i also have uh the eastern half of Liberty Village, and everyone there is sick to death of uh, the streetcar not functioning at all. Okay, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that's the only problem in, in this part of the city. Let's go to the phones. We've got uh, Bob in Etobicoke. Hey, Bob. Hey, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm listening to that proposal, and the one thing that comes to mind is for the Putting the streetcar stops on the far side of the street, that won't work. I'll give you an intersection in mind. University. University, they get priority for a longer period of time. So while the red light is there, the people can't get on and off the car because they've got to wait till it crosses the street. When the streetcar finally crosses the street to the other side where the stop is, now the streetcar has to stop so the traffic can't go anyway. And by the time the people get on, it'll be red again. So it's a bursley, and the cars, the streetcars as well, will be piled up on the other side. Can't take people on and off. Okay, let's. Okay, okay, let's let's have a response to that. Words. You said the magic words. Priority. So one of the, one of the things that I think is really going to make a difference in how yeah. this pilot works out, we have signal priority tied to the streetcar vehicles. So as the streetcar approaches the intersection, they get a green, they go through. Then remember, the, all the cars that are coming along King Street, they're turning right anyway. 
So no one's piling up behind the streetcar because the cars are not going through into the next block. I am. So, so they've been very careful to design No, this. you're not going to be allowed to. Oh, okay. That, that's right. Yeah, you can travel one block at a time if you've got to, uh, you know, deliver a parcel or pick yep. somebody up, as, as Councillor Carroll said. Now, okay, I've got a suggestion that you should look at, and this would <laughs> really improve the traffic, okay? Great. Move the streetcars to the edge of the road so that no cars can park there, and then the traffic that has to go through, they may have to make a, a right-hand turn in front of a streetcar when they get the clearance to do so or make a left-hand turn, but people can get on and off the cars, the traffic can flow, the streetcar should be against the sidewalk, about, you know, like two feet, three feet out, leaving a lane down the middle for actually emergency vehicles or regular traffic. Okay, because Bob. Right now, uh, okay, Bob. Okay. Thanks for your suggestion. We'll hear the answer to that. Well, uh, this is an idea that comes up all the time, and it it is something, you know, there's pros and cons of doing it either way, and and you'll see in different cities they do have different solutions. The thing about this pilot is we're looking for something that we can do quickly without a lot of uh, expense and a lot of construction. So we're not looking for those those big moves. We're looking for something we can do uh, in a matter of months. And, and Libby, I've, I've been in, in some of the cities that, that the caller uh, describes where, where that happens. One of the things that, uh, that planners face as a challenge is our history. This is a street that's grown up uh, with the streetcars uh, uh, down the middle for the last century. And so there are restaurants lining it who all want to have their patios. Uh, and, and, uh, and we want to uh, sit the on their patios. Is, right. So the whole thing has grown up around that sort of culture. So it's very hard to now consider that change. Some of the cities where, where the streetcars run like that, the sidewalks are much wider than they are on King between uh, Jarvis and Bathurst. So you can have a, a restaurant patio and still a considerable distance before there's the streetcar throwing its doors open right in the in your dinner plate. And so we face that challenge. This is is the best way to pilot where we could where we can see what can we do using the track construction that we have now and still allow all of those businesses. The, the business improvement area along here is very active, particularly with dining, and this allows them to actually thrive and have better patios. Okay, uh, let's hear from Elizabeth in Scarborough. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Okay, believe it or not, I love the idea of the TTC vehicles going across the intersection. Okay. And not only downtown, I'm not a downtown person, as you just heard, I'm from Scarborough, but even in Scarborough. Well, this is a pilot project that's starting only on on King Street. Do you get downtown, Elizabeth? Uh, Yes, not too often, but I do. But I must say they have a few of those stops in Scarborough, and they are A1. Mm -hmm. So I hope it works there, and I hope they spread it everywhere else. Okay. Good to hear. What, What intersection are we talking about in Scarborough? I'm going there this weekend to look at it. Okay, you could say uh, Victoria Park and Shepherd. Oh, you're right. I know exactly where you mean. I know exactly where you mean. Right now, the express buses go over. Yes. All of the buses could go over. Well, there you are, Libby. I I know the intersection that the caller's talking about well. And, in fact, the world does not come to an end there very often. The world has not come to an end. We're we're very glad to hear it. No, I'm just, you know, uh, part of this, I'm just trying to to visualize it uh, and sort of... uh, visualize it and compare it to what's in my brain for the way traffic works or doesn't work right now. Mm-hmm. And, and 
Yeah, and you know what? Maybe it's the visualizing that's so important. Sorry, sorry, only one at a time, Elizabeth, before we let you go. Sure, what what are you saying? I was just saying that that intersection is also very close to the Don Valley as well as the 401. Mm -hmm. Okay, Elizabeth, anything else you have to say? there you go. Okay, thank you. Right, bye. Okay, now... uh, Councillor Perks, you were saying. Well, uh, you said something important, which is it's, it's difficult to visualize. I mean, we, we can look at all the maps and do all the drawings in the world, but until you've actually had a chance to walk a street or drive to, to on, on King in the new circumstance or take the streetcar through, you won't know what it feels like. And that's why I think why I think our staff have done such a brilliant thing here. They said, before we make plans to spend tens of millions of dollars redesigning a street entirely, why don't we do something cheap and inexpensive and see what it feels like? And that's what I love about uh, this pilot project. Okay, and then, but of course, the next question is, uh, let's say the pilot project is great. Um, it, does that mean that when you scale it up, it's not going to create a whole bunch of other unforeseen problems? Well, that's why you do a test, is that uh, you find out what some of those unforeseen problems might be. And what you, the whole idea here is to find out, what's that phrase that Rumsfeld used? Find out what the unknown unknowns are. <laughs> and, but but is, is, is it possible that you don't really need to do this for all of King Street? Well, that's 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 the point that I was going to make, Libby. Uh, it's possible that this stretch, because this stretch is really ground zero of the problem on King Street, the change that this may make to the streetcar route may be all we need to do. Uh, that's why it's so important, I think, to do this. And that's why, in fact, while it seems like a short stretch from, from Bathurst to Jarvis, in fact, at one point they looked at only going as far as University or, or, or as far as Young Street. To get all the way to Jarvis encompasses where the real root problem is for the streetcar. And if it makes the big change that we're talking about, it actually will improve the journey all the way back to Liberty Village. Okay. And well, we may not need to scale it up. Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's a very interesting point. But this was done on the assumption that they will need to scale it up, correct? Uh, uh, no, that's all. This, again, this, this is, uh, think of it as an experiment. We're going out and doing an experiment. We're going to get back some data, and then we'll look at it and say, what did we learn? What, what worked here? What didn't work here? Is this enough? Maybe there are certain blocks we want to take out of the, the, the study as we make it a permanent thing. So th- don't think that uh, this inevitably means all of King Street or other streetcar lines. This is a test in one area where we've identified certain blocks in there where the streetcar travel time just goes through the roof. They've they've actually very carefully chosen the area we want to study first based on real-time data about the trips the streetcars are making in Toronto. Okay, and uh, it starts October, correct? Yes. Yes, four-season pilot. Okay, excellent. Uh, Councillor Perks and Councillor Carroll, thank you so much for helping us out with that. I think I have a clearer picture now. I hope our listeners do as well. (laughs) Thanks for the opportunity, Libby. Okay. Thanks for having us on. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. 
Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.